our youngest preacher in the house, Pastor Josh Hamilton. Let's welcome Josh up here today. Well, thank you, John. Thank you, everybody. Please sit down. No, no, seriously, you can sit down now. <laughs> it's so good to be here. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still trying to come out of worship because I'm just so like, you ever feel that feeling of overwhelming peace? And just like, I don't know if I can stand up. That's kind of how, how I'm feeling right now. And, but I'm really excited to be here. You guys awake? You guys with me still? Come on. Let's get excited. And the reason why I'm excited is because we are, we are in this Thanksgiving weekend. And the message that I feel like God wants me to bring to you guys is, uh, is a new revelation that I personally got. And whenever you get a new revelation, you get excited about it. You want to share it. Like, look at this new toy that I got, you know. So um, I want to exhort you guys with a reading of Ephesians 6 before we get into it. I'm um, actually getting into it right now. Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. It's not on the, on the prompter, but just hear the word of the Lord today. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand against strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, since all that, therefore put on every piece of God's armor so that you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. So stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness, for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news of the gospel, that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as a helmet and take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Sounds good. So now that we're fully armed, imagine with me now you have a secret weapon. Not just the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, but you have the secret weapon. And this secret weapon has the power to bring life and also the potential of changing any and every circumstance that you face. Sounds pretty cool, huh? I'd want that weapon. What if this secret weapon is not an actual secret at all, but it's something that you and I have access to right now? You with me? It's unfortunately something that we take for granted and we use all the time. We kind of, it's a nicety. It's something that we sort of begin every sentence or, or, or end every sentence. And we don't realize the potential of this thing. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the life-changing power of thankfulness. So, my goal today is that we walk away seeing thankfulness beyond being a transactional or conditional nicety, but as a mighty weapon of spiritual warfare and a doorway into the presence of God. Right? It seems so simple because it is, but it's not. <laughs> the life-changing power of thankfulness. We're going to talk about several truths today that, I, that the Lord kind of showed me in the past week preparing this, is that the first truth is thankfulness draws you closer to God. 
Thankfulness draws you closer to God. Let's open up to Psalm 100, verse 4 and 5, and it says, Enter his gates. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Everyone say thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Come on now. Go into his courts with praise. Give what? Thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. That's my generation. That's my kid's generation. That's my kid's kid's generation. Ongoing. Keeps going. His faithfulness, his goodness, his mercy. Amen? Being thankful helps us enter into God's presence. Because the more we thank him, the more our spiritual eyes are opened to see that he's already been working in me and through me and around me, right? It's like being thankful. How many parents do we have in here? Raise your hand. You have parents in the house. When your kids are thankful, it, it, it's, it's like this is the best thing in the world, when they're just unsolicited, now say thank you, you know, it's, it's like, thank you so much, I appreciate that. What does it make you want to do? It wants you to make you, makes you want to help them more and give them more stuff. <laughs> yeah, you'll be in shock after you've come down off the shock. <laughs> no, but think of the flip side. When, when a child or somebody is just always pouting and whining and never feels like what you do for them is good enough, they always want the next thing to, no, I don't want it. Uh, and they're complaining the whole time, grumbling. As a parent, you're like, I, I want to help you, but it, my heart is hurt because you're not seeing how you should be appreciating what I'm doing for you, right? Thankfulness draws you near, not like unthankfulness pushes you away. So what, is, what else does thankfulness do? Is it reestablishes the trust that God can move again. When we remind ourselves of what God has done, we're going to read in Scripture in a moment, it actually is foundational to the faith to see him do it again. I know. Thank you, John. <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's God's favorite chord is Jesus. Okay, some of that was like. <laughs> First Chronicles 16, 7 through 12. Hang, hang with me here. On the day David first delivered this psalm into the hand of Asaph and his brethren to thank the Lord. Pause. David hired a full-time staff to give thanks and praise to God 24-7, all day and night long. Asaph, Jeduthun, and I think another guy's name I can't say, um, they were hired. David's like, you know what? You're going to praise all the time. You're going to give thanks. That's right up there in the same tier because he knew the power, the life-changing power of thankfulness. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Talk of all his wondrous works. There's two times right there where we're celebrating and talking about what God has done in the past. 
glory in his name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Here we go. Remember his marvelous works, which he has done. His wonders and his judgments of his mouth. What has he done? Salvation. Eternal life. His love and forgiveness of sin. His grace. His mercy. Supernatural healings. Faith. Love. Joy. All the fruits of the Spirit. <laughs> that's something to be thankful for. Amen? What about a little bit more? I, would, I mean, that's practical, but a little bit more of our everyday thing. The car you're driving. The apartment or house that you're living in. Your spouse, your significant other, your job, the clothes you're wearing, San Diego. (laughs) Looking at pictures and videos of my family on the East Coast, I'm like, ooh. (laughs) Sipping sipping coffee, you know, my shorts outside in nice weather while they're like, this stinks, man. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You should come visit. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Down from the Father of the heavenly lights who doesn't change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth by giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. That's something to say thank thank you to. Amen? I like these analogies. Thankfulness adjusts the focus on the spiritual camera lens from blurry to clear. Thankfulness turns that old school radio dial from fuzzy to static to clear so that we can hear his voice and that we can know what his will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Did you know that it is God's will for you to be thankful? It seems like, well, obviously. No, but do you know that it's God's will for you to be thankful? Why do I say that? Well, if you're like me, you, you tend to overcomplicate things in, in your life. Anyone overcomplicate things in their life in here? Yep. Okay. Good. I, we have jackets. I overcomplicate the will of God for my life all the time. You might have asked questions like this. Not, not me asking these questions, but maybe you're asking yourself questions like this. Should I date again? Should I marry this person? Should I get this job or that job? Should I move to Texas, Florida, Idaho, or Tennessee? (laughs) Or stay in San Diego? (laughs) I'm not saying anything. I didn't ask myself these questions. I did, but not anymore. I've been rebuked many times. (laughs) Well, what if the will of God for our lives is a lot simpler than we make it out to be? If you're feeling like it's kind of a mystery, I've got a strategy here for you. Granted, there are a lot of details like maybe location, maybe giftedness that God has put in you that you feel, yeah, I'm going to go in this direction. Of course, that's all great. But in a, I would like to propose that a good leap of faith or jumping off point would be thankfulness. Here's why. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. It says, Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. It doesn't say for all circumstances. It says in all circumstances. 
For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Can't be that simple. So maybe you're in here, and I say that scripture, and you're thinking, you're kind of overstating that scripture a little bit. You may be stretching that and making that like the whole thing and not just a piece of it. Maybe, but I've got a challenge for you. What if over the next 30 days you began to give thanks for everything? What if, if you're struggling with finding out what God's will for your life, you started there? And you're like, you know what? I'm going to rejoice always. That's a choice. I'm going to pray continually. That's a choice. Being thankful in all circumstances, that is a choice. That's God's will for you in Christ. See if after the next 30 days or the remainder of 2022, if you don't come out on the other side drawing closer to God, having a more clear picture of God's will for your life, having more peace in your heart and your mind. Who of you in here wants more peace in their heart and mind? Who of you you here wants 2023 to be different? Better. Glory to glory, as Scripture says. Well, then repeat this with me. Rejoice always. Pray continually. And give thanks in everything. Amen. Amen. There you go. You're getting it. (laughs) So not only the first truth that thankfulness draws us closer to God, the second truth, thankfulness confronts self-sabotaging and sinful behavior. You want me to say it again? So let's take a look at what not giving glory to God and not being thankful looks like in Romans 1. That's a heavy scripture, but we're going to read a piece of it. For the wrath of God is revealed, this is verse 18 to 21, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest in them for God has shown it to them for since the creation of the world his invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made creation even his eternal power in Godhead so that they are without excuse we are without excuse because although they not here GBC they knew God They neither glorified him nor were thankful, nor were thankful. And they became futile in their thoughts. What does futility mean? It's pointless, fruitless, nothing. And their foolish hearts were darkened. So if you keep reading, you'll see the downward spiral in that chapter just of society where constant rejection of God, constant unthankfulness and gratefulness to God and what he's done It just unleashed so much immorality, impurity, greed, murder, strife, hatred, envy, jealousy, all this wickedness. God gave them over to that because they chose that repeatedly. So it says he gave them over to a depraved mind. But it's interesting. I I, I picked up on this. Isn't it interesting how right next to glorifying God is giving thanks to God. So wouldn't it be right to consider that thankfulness is paramount in living a righteous life and also the secret weapon to confront self-sabotage and sinfulness? Say yes. Yes. 
When a person's life is void uh, or devoid of glorifying God and giving thanks, the very things listed in Romans 1, those are the signs and off-ramps on what I like to call and what Jesus called the broad road that leads to destruction. But, however, when a person's life is filled with glory and thanks to God, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, boldness, righteous living are the signs and off-ramps for the narrow road that leads to life. Who wants to travel on that narrow road with me? Come on. Romans 8, 5 through 6 says, Those who live according to the flesh have their mindset, mindset on what that flesh desires. But those, say me, <laughs> but those who live according to the Spirit have their mindset on what, that, on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. So what do we do? I've set the contrast there. What do we do? Romans 12, 2 says it. Do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, his pleasing, and his what? His perfect will. The pattern of the world is Romans 1. The pattern of the world is bickering, being offended all the time, being unthankful, ungrateful, not glorifying God, but glorifying self. We the chosen people of God, are thankful. We glorify God with everything, with our words, with our actions, with our finances, with, with everything. And that is what that Psalm 100 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. That's how we get into his presence. His good, pleasing, and perfect will, like we mentioned before, a good place to start if you're kind of struggling with, what's the will of God for my life? What is, what direction should I go in, in in this or this or this? Start here. Rejoice always. In spite of my circumstances, in spite of the difficulty I'm facing, pray continually. And give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for your life. You still with me? <laughs> I, got a, I got a story, a self-sabotaging story, a more recent one I'd like to share. And uh, it's a story of envy. Um, and there's a few of us in here that know this particular moment. And I've already spoken with the friend that uh, uh, the friend that this was this was in re- regards to. Um, I'll get to it. I'll explain a little bit more in the story. But just about two weeks ago, um, I was invited over to my friend's house to help him hang up a beautiful. TV. I mean, this TV is so beautiful, so bright, lots of lights. I actually got a sunburn. <laughs> and I have to wear a lot of SPF. I mean, it was so great. I was so excited. Hey, can you come help me hang it up? Absolutely. It was over there in a GIF. I live right down the street. I wanted to celebrate with my friend. And I mean, he is my brother from another mother. So in a second, over there. So we put the TV up, we measure, we do all this kind of stuff. We're sitting on the couch watching football. Every football player is about our size. It's, it's awesome. It's so good. We're having a beer. 
But an interesting thing happened, and it's something that hasn't happened to me in a long time. I mean, I'm always sort of comparing, but not, not like to this degree. I started comparing what I had to what he had. Don't laugh. <laughs> I started to then, from there, jump into looking at my whole life and my ability to provide, my ability to produce wealth, my ability. It's like, wow, man, I stink with money. I did all this. Like, you know, you know, you've all been in that stinking thinking pattern, downward spiral. Or is it just me? No. I was there, and at this point, it wasn't even about my friend in that situation. It just became about me, woe is me, poor me, all that self-pity. And for days after that, I was bitter. It affected how I saw myself, how I conversed with my wife and other people, I'm like, this, is, this seems like it's bigger than me. This seems like it's deep in my soul. Like, all my insecurities are just at the surface. And that doesn't feel good when, you're, when you want peace, when you're like, I, need, I should be thankful. I was thankful, and I was at peace. What the heck happened? The enemy was lying to me, and I was believing them. So no matter nicety of all right, thank you, God, for all the things I have. And, uh, you know, just uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I didn't believe it. So it didn't matter the things I was doing, the ritual I was doing. I didn't believe it. Now, here is where, you know, here's where it gets good. I was at Albertsons getting the groceries for youth group. And I'm sitting there. I got all the groceries on, on the belt. And I'm looking up. And I'm just feeling what I'm feeling, feeling sorry for myself. And I'm like, God, what, what is this? And just like, you know, the stock market, like, sign banners that go like that, I saw the words, envy rots the bones. I'm like, yeah, I, well, my mouth dropped. I'm sitting there in the line, and I'm like, oh. But here's the thing. It was a rebuke. But it was so full of love and truth. And with that came this feeling of contentment. It, fit, it was like, <laughs> once the Lord identified it in my heart, I was like, that's what it is. I, I knew it was something, but I didn't know what it was. But he identified it with me, and I immediately felt like, dude, what the heck was I worried about? I love this guy. I love that he's able to do that. I love my stuff. I love my... It was just like, okay, all right, now that that's out of the way, I can truly be thankful because my focus had been shifted. But I couldn't do it in my own strength, y'all. I needed the Holy Spirit to do it. Just like you need the Holy Spirit to do it. So you can do all these things in your own strength. That's called religion. That's going to work in the kingdom. I needed him. And he was faithful to show me. This is what your real problem is, bud. Oh. Well, thank you. <laughs> and another cool thing happened. Story's not done yet. 
Another cool thing happened. As I got home and I pulled up into the driveway and getting my groceries out, I see my neighbor up on his ladder fixing his satellite dish. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, the wind knocked my satellite dish down, and I had to refix it and all that kind of stuff. I just bought a brand-new 75-inch TV. I'm like, here we go, another TV. (laughs) But this time it wasn't like... I was like, oh, sweet, awesome. Yeah, I'm good. I'm walking on on cloud nine right now. And so I'm like, yeah, you know, I just helped my buddy hang up a TV in his living room. Beautiful TV. It was amazing. And I, I may, you know, my TV is a little bit smaller. I may wait till the Black Friday weekend to get something, maybe a little bit bigger, just so we can have like cool movie nights. And he's like, oh, well, I just took down a, my 65-inch 4K TV. Do you want it? I said no. No. <laughs> no, I did not say no. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be right over with my screwdriver. <laughs> Isn't that funny? When you kind of loosen your grip on, I should have this, I want this, I'm going to complain about all the things I don't have, and you're just like, whatever. It's all good. Holy Spirit's going to help me be content. I got the TV. It's up on the wall. Beautiful. Amazing. Yes, you can clap for this. All right. I was blown away by that. I was blown away by God's kindness. Like, oh, you're funny how you do that. I was doing devotions with my daughters the next morning, and I had, you know, I had just had this encounter with God. I had this experience. And we were sitting there, and I was reading in Matthew about don't worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will wear, what you will put on. Look at the birds of the air. And I'm I'm looking out my bay window, and the girls are on the couch, and I'm like, look at the birds. They don't store it away in barns, as Jesus said. They don't gather, but yet Heavenly Father feeds them and takes care of them. Look at the lilies of the field, the flowers. See how beautiful they are? Not even King Solomon, who was the wisest and richest man to ever live, was dressed like one of these. And then I came to Matthew 6.33, and it just hit me what God did for me. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. He's a good father. Now, I didn't, we don't seek the kingdom to get the stuff. (laughs) It's not about that. We don't misinterpret what Jesus calls, I have come to give you life and life abundantly. It's not just this prosperity gospel. The abundant life looks like a lot of things in the kingdom. It can look like an overflow of joy, of peace. Someone has an anointing for healing. You have an an abundance of resources. Maybe you have wealth, but you use it abundantly for the kingdom to build other people, to help people, to sow into the kingdom that resource. I believe that that's the abundant life that God is talking about. Yes, we need to steward it well, but that is the abundant life. He is our Jehovah Jireh, 
God our provider. Amen? Amen. One last thing. Well, I think I already said that, but I want to emphasize it again. I could not come out of that downward spiral. You maybe have trying to slug it out in your own strength lately. Can't wait for this year to be over <laughs> kind of thing. But the Holy Spirit is your helper. The Holy Spirit, if you are a believer, he lives inside of you. He is your comforter, your counselor, your helper, your provider. You only need to be open and surrendered to him. Be willing to allow him to call you out on your stuff. Don't push down the feelings of maybe you're feeling guilty over sin. Maybe you're feeling like you've been running from him because you're trying to fix yourself first. You can't fix yourself. You need the power of God. You need the Holy Spirit. And I would suggest start with thankfulness. So thankfulness draws us closer to God. Thankfulness confronts self-sabotaging and sinful behavior. And the third truth is that thankfulness creates the conditions for divine intervention. Thankfulness creates the conditions for divine intervention, for the kingdom of God to invade. Here's an example. Jesus gave thanks to God before distributing the bread and fish to the 5,000 people who came to hear him teach. Matthew 14, 16 through 20 says this. You guys still with me here? You good? Awesome. Jesus replied, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. So 5,000 men is what, what the scripture says. That's not including women and children. So we're probably looking at numbers upwards of 10,000 plus people sitting there. And he's like, you give them something, something to eat. And they're like, this is naturally impossible, Jesus. We don't have enough to even feed our 12 here. So he says, bring them here to me. And here's where it's cool. I was reading this the other day. He said, he said, he directed the people to sit down on the grass. He directed the people to sit down on the grass. I read that a couple of times at home, and I was like, interesting how Jesus placed everybody in a posture of rest and expectation before he poured out. Right? He causes me to lie down in green pastures. <laughs> he leads me beside still waters. That's a cool revelation, huh? Running around like a maniac expecting God to provide. Sometimes what you really need is to chill, Bill. <laughs> Jesus is like, sit down in the grass. Watch what I'm going to do. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, looking up to heaven, fixing his eyes on the Father. I only do what I see the Father doing. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. That was a sign of what he was going to do for us on the cross, breaking the bread. He gave thanks. 
He broke the loaves. Then he gave it to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They just kept giving it and giving it and giving it and giving it out. How is this possible? Well, it's impossible for man, but it's possible with God. He's not confined to our natural law. It doesn't make sense sometimes, but that's the wonderful God that we serve. Amen? He will use the small that you bring. He will use the little that you bring and turn it into something amazing that not only feeds you, but it feeds thousands of other people. So it's not just for you to accumulate. Life in the kingdom is not for you to just accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. Look at all the wonderful things I have. It's for you to give it out and bless other people. You are blessed so that you can be a blessing to others, right? You have gifts I don't have. I have gifts you don't have. That's why the body of Christ is so much more powerful here on the earth when we are unified, when we come together, when we regularly gather in each other's homes here on Sunday and strengthen the body, not just so that we could live for Sundays, or game day, so that we can go out and be a light to a lost and dying world and be ambassadors of Christ. Amen? With God, all things are possible. King Solomon thanked God for all he had done to provide for Israel. And in his prayer of dedication for the temple, God's glory filled the temple. We're about to do that. Yes, John. <laughs> See, John's sitting in the grass expecting God to do something. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Second Chronicles five thirteen through 14. The trumpeteers and musicians joined in unison to give praise and thanks to the Lord. Accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments, the singers raised their voices in praise to the Lord and sang... He is good. His love endures forever. Oh, then the temple of the Lord was filled with the cloud. And the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. The glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. So there's our third truth is that thankfulness creates the conditions for divine intervention, for the kingdom of heaven to invade. So much so that all of our production, all of their production ceased. Like, we're just going to sit here in the love and presence and glory of God and let him do his work on our hearts, in us and through us, and you walk away from that experience never the same. You walk away from that moment never the same. I'm going to read a few Psalms, and this is what I want to do after that. I want us to really get into this position of taking whatever you been, might have been grumbling about or worried about. Philippians 4 says, Be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. 
and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ. I don't know about you, but I would love the peace of God to be my bodyguard. So, Psalm 34, 1 through 6. Just a a little encouragement for you. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me out of all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Are you sitting in this house today ashamed of yourself over something? Are you sitting in this house today feeling unworthy because you messed up and there's no way God would accept me or receive me because I messed up? I'm going to tell you something that the love of God covers. The blood of Jesus cleanses. And thankfulness draws you close. Psalm 138, 1 through 4. I give you thanks, O Lord, with all my heart. I will sing your praises before the gods. I bow before your holy temple as I worship. I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness. For your promises are backed by all the honor of your name. As soon as I pray, this confident statement here, as soon as I pray, you answer me, and you encourage me by giving me strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength today, people. You guys still with me? I think God wants to do a work in, in all of us today, and I hope if you walked away with nothing else, I hope that you are inspired to see just how powerful this Thankfulness really can be for you. Not just, thank you for this and all my stuff. No, embrace. Embrace that it is something that is so, it's right up there with glorifying God. You look and read Psalms, and you'll see how many times has David started with thanks or even ended with thanks. Because he knew the way into his presence, the way into his gates was thanksgiving. Amen. Yeah, so what, what we're going to do is we're going to go a little deeper here. If you feel like God is moving on your heart, um, and John, you're going to help me facilitate, right? Mm-hmm. Good. Because <laughs> I, feel, I feel like God wants to unleash uh, his love upon you and we want to get into his presence with thanksgiving. Amen? Yeah, You, you guys said, want to do this? You said something so profound. First of all, let's, can we thank Josh for our thanksgiving message? Awesome, bro. One of the most profound things he said at the very beginning was that King David, who was a man after God's own heart, he literally, the first thing he did was set up 24-7 thanksgiving. Isn't that incredible? That he hired a bunch of people and all their assignment was is just give God thanks 24 7 because he understood I had a vision I was sitting over here Joshua you're preaching that Thanksgiving was the key 
and it unlocked this door and the door opened it was just bright and light and treasures in that door without that door open it was just dark that's that Romans 1 we get sucked down into this darkness in our hearts did you notice that in Romans 1 it said ungratefulness disconnects you from God and it affects your mind and your heart did you see that in Romans 1 it says their minds became unfruitful and their hearts their foolish hearts became darkened and it all began with ungratefulness and all of us are tempted to be ungrateful and unthankful but thankfulness is the key into the glory of God let's all stand and let's just get up into some thankfulness as we're doing this just think about how ungrateful you've been and just get it get it over with quickly just say God forgive me for being so unthankful and ungrateful (laughs) yeah and Lord I'm just gonna give you thanks right now come on let's use that key take out the key of thankfulness and let's just begin to thank him and let's expect his presence to fill this house and fill our hearts make us the grateful people that we ought to be Lord I pray as we begin to give you thanks right now divine intervention Lord move among us just like you did just like you did with the Israelites when they began to give you thanks on the battlefield and you wiped out their enemies there's some people in here today Lord that need some enemies wiped out grief sorrow sickness disease hard heartedness shame whatever it is Lord we ask for your interventions we give you thanks yes God we give thanks to you in all circumstances right on, now let's, let's lift our, our voices of thanks come on, in this place lift your hands yes, and Lord. thanks come on let's thank him it's not transactional or what you have done for us lately Lord God but we enter into your gates thank right you, now Lord. with thanksgiving we give and into you your thanks, courts Lord. with praise we give you thanks in this place hallelujah Jesus. Thank you for your salvation in our lives, Lord. Thank you for forgiving us of our sins. Thank you for being our defender, our provider. Thank you for being good when we are bad. Don't you get shy on me, lift up your song. Lift it up. 
down and sing that chorus again together. So, so I throw up my hands. Come on, lift it up, church. Praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is a Holy Spirit to lift up thanks and praise in all circumstances no matter what giants we face no matter what situation we're in whether negative, positive Lord God you deserve all the glory all the honor all the praise no matter what it is not conditional sometimes we praise you when you do things for us, but all the time we praise you because you deserve it. Amen? Lord, help us this week and the rest of this year to be a thankful people. Do we have any thankful people in the house today? Come on! Hallelujah! So I throw up my head and praise. Hallelujah. Bless your name, God. Bless your name, God. All right. So what we're going to do is you, you can be dismissed. If you want to leave, you can. But I want to invite you down. If you need prayer and you really feel like the Lord is working in your heart, I want to pray with you. The prayer team wants to pray with you. We're going to keep the music nice and low so you don't have to shout like I'm doing right now. <laughs> it's kind of hard for me not to. I, uh, I project. But I, 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 just, I just love the presence of God. Amen. I want him to work in you. I want to see him move in your life in a life-changing way. So come th say thanks with me down front, if you would. If you need prayer, come on down. Be bold. Step out. Let's go for it. In Jesus' name.